Ask not what your country can do for you. There's a last time I've got to be in the lead. The Giants won the toss. Peter, oh, you little mouse, so won't you go away? One ringy-dingy. Hand off to Griffin, cracks the middle, gets the five. Touchdown, Ohio State. Oklahoma, where the wind comes sweeping down the plane. I'm interested to know, Gracie, who's your choice? Need you ask, George. Time now for Spinning My Dad's Vinyl. Here with all his skips, scratches, and pops is my dad, Frank Vaccarello. Thanks, sweetie. And thank you for tuning in to episode 31 of Spinning My Dad's Vinyl. Pictures at an Exhibition is a suite of 10 pieces plus a recurring varied promenade composed for piano by Russian composer Modest Mussorgsky in 1874. The suite is Mussorgsky's most famous piano composition and has become a showpiece for virtuoso pianists. It has become further known through various orchestrations and arrangements produced by other musicians and composers with Maurice Ravel's 1922 version for Full Symphony Orchestra being by far the most recorded and performed. That's what you're going to hear in this episode. By the way, we'll also hear an excerpt from another Russian composer on this episode. So, get ready for an historical composer, conductor, and orchestra all rolled up into one masterpiece on Volume 31, Pictures at an Exhibition. Now, we will begin at the beginning, a good place to start, with the recurring promenade and the gnome. Now, I will use comments from the liner notes about the artwork represented, along with other tidbits about the music I have found to introduce each piece. The suite begins with a music of the promenade, which recurs several times. It brings into focus the composer's thoughtful face as he strolls from picture to picture in the gallery. The modo russico of his soul is in this theme, generally Russian in its mood and style, and alternating rhythms of 5-4 and 6-4. Stasov remarks that Mussorgsky in the promenades represented himself, roving through the exhibition, now leisurely, now briskly, in order to come close to a picture that had attracted his attention, and at times sadly, thinking of his departed friend. Completed seven years before Mussorgsky's death, the suite was not published until 1886, five years after the composer closed his eyes forever on March 16th, 1881. Now for the promenade and number one, Gnomus. Hardman's drawing represents a little gnome walking on his deformed legs, a design of a toy nutcracker. The lurching music in contrasting tempos with frequent stops and starts suggests the movements of the gnome.
the recurring promenade, and the gnome. All right, why this album? Well, my dad has plenty of classical and orchestral music, and my parents often went to see the Cleveland Orchestra, sometimes dragging my sibs and I along, usually to Blossom Music Center. And even though I prefer my classic rock and classic jazz, I often have good classical music on my stereo. So I thought we needed to add some class to this podcast. All right, let's move on. After another piece based on Hartman's artwork and another variation on the promenade, we come across number three. Tulieres, Dispute of the Children at Play. Hartman's picture represented a walk in the famous Parisian gardens with a group of children and nursemaids. The movement is cast in through-composed ternary form, sometimes called song form, a three-part musical form consisting of an opening section A, a following section B, and then a repetition of the first section A. It is usually written out as ABA. Tulieres, children quarreling at play. All right, let's learn about the album that I have chosen for this episode. Mussorgsky, Rimsky-Korsakov, Leonard Bernstein, the New York Philharmonic, Pictures at an Exhibition, and Capriccio Espanol. It's on the Columbia Masterworks label, number ML5401. Its format is a vinyl LP mono. It was released in 1959. It is of the classical genre, and the style is romantic and modern. And I'm going to go right into some liner notes. In fact, um, the first couple of paragraphs written by Aaron Afshalamov. Victor Hartman, an architect and painter who designed some fine buildings for St. Petersburg, was an intimate friend of Mussorgsky. Hartman's sudden death in the year 1874 brought great sorrow to the composer. Quote, My dear friend, what a terrible blow. Why should a dog, a horse, a rat live on and creatures like Hartman must die? Unquote, wrote Mussorgsky at the time to his close friend and mentor Vladimir Stasov, director of the Department of Fine Arts in the Imperial Library. But his grief soon found an artistic outlet that immortalized Hartman's name. Stasov organized a memorial exhibition of the works of Hartman, watercolors, drawings, architectural designs. Mussorgsky, greatly moved by the exhibition of his dear dead friend's artistic achievements and stirred by the impression of what he had seen, began feverishly to compose a piano suite in memory of Hartman. Excitedly, he writes to Stasov, quote, Hartman is boiling. 
The sounds and the ideas hung in the air, and now I am gulping. I can hardly manage to scribble it down on paper, how well it works out, unquote. This flash of his creativity, uh, flash of his creative activity, soon produced ten little masterpieces, and Mussorgsky was delighted with the results. Again, he writes to Stasov, quote, "Curious nomination, promenade in Moto Rosico," and uses these promenades as intermezzos throughout the suite. This discovery pleases him, and he informs Stasov, "My own physiognomy can be seen in the intermezzi, and I consider it successful so far." On the manuscript of the work, he inscribes dedicated to Vladimir Vasilevich Stasov. All right, let's look at the value that Discogs had on this album. They had it lowest at a dollar, highest at thirteen eighty nine, and a median at three dollars. Amazon had three used from six ninety nine, one collectible at four dollars and ninety one cents. So that really didn't make sense. And eBay had one uh, for thirty three dollars and 96 cents. Now, my dad's album is in fair condition. Some lower volume passages are kind of hard to hear from the hiss. His album is uh, cover is in surprisingly good condition. I will value it at a buck. Now, on to number five. Ballet of the Chicks in Their Shells. A costume sketch for a ballet called Tribly. The production debuted in Petersburg in 1871. The movement is cast in another ternary form, ABA, with a literal repeat and a terse extension, or coda. Chicks in Their Shells. All right, let's learn about the composer. Modest Petrovich Mussorgsky was born on March 21, 1839, and died March 28, 1881. He was a Russian composer, one of the group known as the Five. He was an innovator of Russian music in the Romantic period. He strove to achieve a uniquely Russian musical identity, often in deliberate defiance of the established conventions of Western music. Many of his works were inspired by Russian history, Russian folklore, and other national themes. Such works included the opera Boris Gudnov, the orchestral tone poem Night on Bald Mountain, and the piano suite Pictures at an Exhibition. 
For many years, Mussorgsky's works were mainly known in versions revised or completed by other composers. Many of his most important compositions have posthumously come into their own in their original forms, and some of the original scores are now also available. Now, before we come back to the big finish of Pictures at an Exhibition, let's hear an excerpt from the other composition on this album, Capriccio Espanol, composed by Nikolai Rimsky-Korsakov. Nikolai Rimsky-Korsakov is the most typically Russian at heart among the famous group of the five composers, Balakarev, Kui, Borodin, Mussorgsky, and Rimsky, who in the 1860s, with great enthusiasm, began a movement to Russianize the Russian music. He introduced a new treatment of the orchestra and is responsible for innovations in instrumental grouping. His influence in teaching helped to develop a distinct style of orchestration. Among his numerous and brilliant works, Capriccio Espanol sparkles as an orchestral piece of elegant virtuosity. In his chronicle, My Musical Life, Rimsky-Korsakov tells when and where and how the Capriccio was conceived and of its first performance and success. Quote, in the middle of the summer of 1887, in a villa in the bank of Lake Nyale at the Nicolese estate, I composed the Spanish Capriccio from the sketches of my projected virtuoso violin fantasy on Spanish themes. According to my plans, the Capriccio was to glitter with dazzling orchestra color, and manifestly, I had not been wrong. But there is no thunderbolt and lightning in this Fandango.
Dango Asturiano from Capriccio Espanol. Now, I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I enjoyed bringing it to you. I always enjoy hearing good orchestral music, especially when it's under the direction of Leonard Bernstein conducting the New York Philharmonic, and especially when it is as famous as a piece as this one. Now, I didn't take my usual break for an interesting side note because we did play one last tune because of the length of this next one especially, but I didn't want to ignore the artist that inspired this music. Victor Eduard Hartmann was born in St. Petersburg into a family of German ancestry. He was orphaned at a young age and grew up in the house of his mother's sister and her husband, who was a well-known architect. He studied at the Academy of Fine Arts in St. Petersburg and at first started working by illustrating books. He also worked as an architect and sketched, among other things, the monument to the thousandth anniversary of Russia in Novgorod, which was inaugurated in 1862. He made most of his watercolors and pencil drawings on journeys abroad in the years 1864 to 1868. Together with Ivan Rope, Hartman was one of the first artists to include traditional Russian motifs in his work. Since 1870, he had been a close friend of the composer Modest Mussorgsky. 
Following Hartman's early death from an aneurysm at the age of only 39, an exhibition of over 400 of his paintings was displayed in the Academy of Fine Arts in St. Petersburg in February and March of 1874. This inspired Mussorgsky to compose his suite pictures at an exhibition. Most of the works shown at the 1874 exhibition are now lost. And now the final two pieces of that suite. Number nine, The Little Hut on Chicken's Legs, Baba Yaga. Hartman's picture is a design for a clock in the form of Baba Yaga, a Russian witch who eats human bones and rides through the air. A scherzo marked feroce with a slower middle section. Motifs in this section, in this movement, evoke the bells of a large clock and the whirlwind sounds of a chase. Structurally, the movement mirrors the grotesque qualities of Gnomus on a grand scale. And number 10, the Great Gate of Kiev. Hardman's design for the stone city gates for Kiev, Russian style, with a small church inside to commemorate the event of an unsuccessful attempt on the life of Tsar Alexander II. The movement is cast as a broad rondo in two main sections, ABAB, CADA. The first half of the movement sets up the expectation of an ABABA pattern. The interruption of this pattern with new music just before its expected conclusion gives the rest of the movement a feeling of vast extension. This extended leave-taking acts as a coda for the suite as a whole.
The Little Hut on Chicken's Legs, or Baba Yaga, along with The Great Gate of Kiev. I think they brought this episode to a great conclusion. So thanks for tuning into Volume 31, Pictures and an Exhibition, however you did. If you want more information on this podcast, head over to SpinningMyDad'sVinyl.com. I'll be back next week with all my skips, scratches, and pops with Volume 32, Jazz Keyboard Master, Fats Waller. Until then, go with the flow, my friends. <laughs>